Welcome back, language enthusiasts. This is Daniel Goodson. Thank you for tuning in. The previous episode, number 11, named Get Fluent by Interviewing, was meant to be kind of an introduction to a series of interviews. So this episode, number 12, is kind of a part 2 of episode 11. I hope you can enjoy what I was going for and you're gonna hear again Chris from Canada and he has learned different languages while in fact he is still learning and in my opinion it is really interesting to see the problems or the motivation of another language learner which is basically very similar to to my problems or which is similar to my motivation as well, I can see that we have a lot in common. And I think that, in a way, the whole language community is connected to, to each other. And that's why we should help out each other. So have fun. Where do you come from, Chris? And what languages are you learning at the moment? And do you have any goal in mind or a target? I'm from Toronto, Canada. It's a very cosmopolitan city with people from all over the world. There are a lot of languages spoken here and it's a great city to live in if you like to learn and practice languages. Right now, I'm learning Russian for about two months. I started in June and my goal is to see how much I can learn in three months. At the end of the three months, I hope to speak with a native speaker uh, for 15 minutes. So that's my current goal. And previously, I've learned Spanish and a bit of German. Uh, in Spanish, I'm roughly a B2 level, which is intermediate. And in German, I did study up to an A2 level, but now uh, I don't remember many words or phrases, just basic phrases. Um, but I can understand uh, when I when I read it. So basically, Chris, I was wondering, what is your motivation? Meaning, why do you want to learn another language? Were there any moments where you wanted to give up learning a language? What helped you to get through? My motivation is different for each language. With Russian, as I mentioned, it's to see how much I can learn in three months' time. For me, learning a language, it's also about the sound of the language, whether the language sounds nice, and that's very subjective. For example, a lot of people find German to be harsh. Uh, for me, I think it's a great language. And another reason is uh, the culture. To learn a language, you also learn about the culture of a people, and it's a great way to get to know a country or a, a people more intimately um, than just reading about them through your own language. With all my languages, I don't think there's ever been a time where I've wanted to give up, although I've definitely hit periods of frustration, and I think every learner has that. Um, when you're learning a language at the beginning, you make a lot of progress initially. You're learning new words, you're discovering the language, and then after a while, as you get more into the language, it slows down. Uh, so that can be that can be frustrating. You can a student can get the feeling like they're not learning as much or as fast. Uh, there's also times where you think you're better in the language than you actually are. Um, for example, you may learn a few words and phrases, and then you go speak with a native speaker, and they talk really fast, and you don't understand them. Um, that can be frustrating as well. 
another thing is when you're reading and you're trying to understand a book and let's say if the if the text is too advanced and you have to look up a lot of words um, you, you're gonna get frustrated there as well so there's definitely been times for me where I've been frustrated I think overall now that I'm I'm learning uh, another language and I have experience with learning languages the main thing is just to to take it easy and not uh, push yourself or be hard on yourself and just expose yourself to the language um, you know even if you do do just like 10 or 15 minutes a day uh, it's still good because language learning it's it's more of a you know a journey it takes time and it's important to to keep at it um, and just expose yourself to the language as much as possible whether that's you know watching a movie or listening to the news or watching YouTube videos in your target language or talking to a native speaker or even writing any of those uh, will help you in the long run um, and it's just great you know I think learning a language it opens you up to new cultures and new experience and you also get to see a country or a people for yourself and not through the eyes of, of your own language and, and their interpretation. Actually, it has become a great passion of mine to listen to different podcasts in my target language, mostly in English, but I listen in French sometimes and very rarely in Spanish. And what about you, Chris? Do you like listening to different podcasts? And in particular, what do you think about the idea of producing my fluent podcast in order to become a better English speaker? Well, I enjoy listening to podcasts and radio stations, especially in, in target languages. I think it's a great way to get into the rhythm and the sound and the flow of a language, even if you don't understand any words at all. Um, it's good to listen to a, a podcast or, or a radio station from day one. Um, with your podcast in particular, I think it's, as I mentioned, it's a very ambitious way to learn a language, and I think it's great what you're doing. I can see you're putting in the effort, and I'm sure if you continue, uh, it will pay off. I'm sure by creating this pod podcast for yourself, um, you're probably uh, learning much faster uh, than you would without it. So for that, I, I think it's great what you're doing, and, and I wish you the best of luck with your podcast and with your future episodes. Thank you very much, Chris, for these kind words. And actually, this is kind of a motivation boost for me. And in a way, it even encourages me to go further with my Fluent podcast. So thank you very much, Chris. For me, it was really important to make the best out of the interview which Chris provided me. I mean, these days it is not at all self-evident that somebody who doesn't know you at all provides you with these audio files. And by the way, both the sound quality and the answers he gave were just amazing. People could argue that it doesn't bring you any further by conducting interviews, but here, for example, I very quickly had to learn that even in the process of cutting the audio files together, as I got exposed to his answers several times, I automatically learned bird chunks and good vocabulary. And even more as I wrote down the whole transcript. I listened to a few seconds and then I tried to jot it down or 
to type it in on the computer. I think a better way would have been to write it by hand. But I mean, nobody is perfect. So if you are an English learner, you can go to my fluent podcast and read along the transcript. And something I found really interesting was that even though I could understand the gist of his answers, of uh, Chris's answers, I mean, there were actually many short words which I wasn't aware of in the process of listening to the first time or the second time, but which I realized in the process of writing the whole transcript. So that's it for today actually and I just want to mention that it goes further with the theories of interviewing and I had an interview in real life with Guillaume, a French-speaking guy which I met in Bern, the capital of Switzerland. And then I have another interview awaiting This was an interview with Chris Broholm from Denmark and I just have to cut the pieces together and I have to edit something so I look forward to publish these two episodes as well but now I want to say bye bye and thanks a lot for tuning in I'm your host Daniel Goodson have a good one